You're listening to the Imagine Capture Create podcast. What is happening? Yeah. Welcome to the cool jazz station. Yeah, Logan's bringing the tunes again this week. I'm obsessed with this. That's an awesome groove. All right. Well, welcome everybody as we kind of roll into this episode 14. Logan Powell and myself, Brian Suman, bringing it funky today. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about resources, whether you're a photographer or or into cinematography. I think what we're going to talk about um, has a lot of value and benefit for either craft. So what's happening, Logan? I have no clue. I'm just really into that song right now. That's right. Now, how'd you stumble on that? Uh, should I say how I found that song? Sure. <laughs> if anybody knows who Chuck Berry is yeah. and his song, um, a ding-a-ling, I think is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Someone was saying it at work today and they just kept saying a ding-a-ling-ling. And I was like, what the heck? So yeah. then he said, it's Chuck Berry's song. So then I went and looked it up because I, I know who Chuck Berry is, but I had never heard that. Right. And then that was like a suggested song on YouTube that okay. I actually accidentally clicked. I didn't mean to. And then like the second that it started, I couldn't stop listening to it. It was like eight minutes long. It's actually an improv session. Yeah, it's very cool. Pretty cool. Um, I appreciate you sharing the video. Mm-hmm. That was that got me thinking too because music is, you know, you and I kick it around and I know you play bass in the worship team mm-hmm. and I haven't picked up the guitar in quite a while, but music is again something I want to kind of bring back into Yes. The mix for me, I just don't know what that looks like at this point. But uh, I very much am also trying to do the same thing because I haven't been playing nowhere near as much in the past couple months, yeah. especially this summer. But it's it's like it's been good, but it's a weird feeling when you've been playing music every single week, multiple times, like in front of people also yeah. on a platform for years. I yeah. mean... I think I've been doing it since beginning of high school, just about. Sure. So, yeah, kind yeah. of a weird feeling. You know, you get into that routine, just constantly doing it, and then it just stops, and then you're like, you almost feel like you don't know what to do with your life with that time now. Because, <laughs> like, I, I still, even now, I still feel like I should be somewhere, like, playing on Thursday nights, because that's typically where, like, when I had practice or right. whatever. So Sure, yeah. Yeah, it'll come back. I like that, you know, that video you shared and mm-hmm. um, those guys just kind of in a studio and MIDI controller, keyboard, a couple saxophones, yes. bass guitar, vocals, and mm-hmm. doing some looping. And, uh, you know, that's some, that's absolutely the, 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 yes. the coolest, funnest times is when you just, I mean, they weren't just jamming. They were, they were laying down some serious, right, cool grooves, but there was no audience in essence, just two guys just, you know, bringing their talent together and, yeah. And uh it's pretty sweet. I think watching the video, everything was basically looped except for the saxophones and the vocals. Yeah. That was as I I burp, sorry. Sorry everybody. Uh hopefully you cannot smell that. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah, so the the alto saxophones I think you said um earlier I was asking, but yeah. I don't know enough about saxophones. But yeah, those are the they're just freaking going to town. I mean, I've never like been too interested in that instrument, mm-hmm. but uh, for whatever reason, the past couple months, like 
jazz blues like i've never really been too into that i've like really started to to love it yeah and then also now i like really love the saxophone sure yeah when i started playing acoustic and you know i mean i shouldn't say started playing acoustic i played acoustic really from the first time i started playing guitar Mm -hmm. but when i decided that acoustic guitar was going to be my focus and picked it up and started writing original music i didn't know where that would go but many people told me and I even heard it in a lot of my playing is mm-hmm. I had such a blues style and in a lot of ways, not really knowing where that came from because my dad played bluegrass music yeah, and, um, you know, started with rock and roll, but during my growing up, it was all bluegrass and I listened to heavy metal, hard rock kind of stuff mm-hmm. through high school. And then I, like I told you, I'd, I would throw the headphones on on Sunday night from like nine to midnight, listen to a smooth jazz radio station. And I played sax. So, but there was really no real solid direct blues influence. Mm-hmm. So I picked that up somewhere. Um, so I think it's kind of cool to, you know, I don't say give different genres a chance, but there are some things you can pick out of as far as grooves and beats yeah. that are being inspiration, you know, and, um, you know, kind of like what we talk about the first of every podcast is, you know, what's kind of inspiring us lately, just like that video today, mm-hmm. I think kind of planted a seed. Yes. You know, I don't know if I'll grow it or when it'll start to grow for me, but it, you know, I think it had a purpose and a place right. um, to, to see that today, you know, and even though we're photos and mm-hmm. video most of the time, that uh, that was cool to yeah to check out. And it was an accident from a dingling. From a dingling, yeah, by <laughs> Chuck Berry. <laughs> this is so, a PG podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so anything else um, out there in the last week that's inspired you on the creative front? Oh gosh! You went to the uh, Hillsong concert. Yes, that was that was something else. Uh, it was a Hillsong worship concert. So, for anybody out there that knows about Hillsong, they have Hillsong Young and Free, Hillsong United, and then Hillsong Worship. Right. Which they even actually explained it at the show because I went to like the I paid extra to go to like the pre-show and they kind of talk about stuff. That was one of the things that they explained because they said almost everybody's confused about it. Right. But originally there was Hillsong United, I think probably by over 20 years ago now. That was the original band and they were all young. Now they're old. And so they're the kind of adult worship band per se. And then Hillsong Young and Freak is more of their youth band, even though they will explain that like, you know, the music is for everybody right. at any point in their life. But even it's more focused towards youth. They're young and free music. Sure. And then worship is kind of like what reflects what their church church's mission is, what they're about that year, you know, their vision in all of their churches, you know. So they're and during the worship uh, experience, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, they had vocalists on the tour from Young and Free, from United. Oh, very cool. Um, I don't know. The one thing that I, I did notice this, and this one thing always bugs me so much, being the fact that I play bass. And an instrument, and I don't sing at all, nor can I. I sound like a dying hyena for anybody out there. <laughs> um, they didn't talk about the musicians in the band at all. They just talked about the vocalist. Right. So I have no clue where they are from. I don't sure. know. Because, you know, Hillsong of Worship can be anybody from any of the worship teams on Hillsong in Moscow or Hillsong in London or in Australia. You know, sure. so... I really have no clue, but yeah. that that always bugs me when they don't talk about like the you mis- the, the 
the musicians. Yeah, the musicians. Yeah, yeah. The musicians are <laughs> like right, and I get it. The vocalists are in front; they kind of are the face, but right. I mean, the other instruments are there still, yeah, you know. Part two. Cool, cool. So Hillsong inspired you, you know, so it sounds like the music front has kind of been uh, over your last few days. <laughs> I think for me, you know, I've, been, I've wanted to shoot a lot more, just really haven't. Um, did some things the other night. Shooting Ended pictures up, or guns? Uh, shooting pictures, <laughs> yes. Clarify that. Uh, photographer, um, but... Um, yeah, so, I, you know, one thing that's kind of really been resonating with me again, and I'm going to kind of maybe work on this winter, is back mm-hmm. to the miniatures. Mm. You know, I've seen some things on Instagram from Hernandez yeah. um, for photography, and um, just, I'm like, you know, that's going to be a cool winter opportunity. When it's cold outside, I can just kind of, you know, huddle up in the studio. And, um, I actually want to try to build a, a small set. I will I happily that, help if yeah, you need help. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I I just love to just do that, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, see where it goes. So that that's kind of been an inspiration um, yeah. to me, um, video wise. Um, you know, just really just trying to use the camera and, mm-hmm. and get more comfortable um, diving in. Um, you know, shooting a little bit of video footage up at the art space gallery the other night, and um, so yeah, that's kind of been my you know creative. I did do the little what I called the stop animation shot the other, the other night that really that shot didn't start out to be that at all. And I quit on it probably four times Dang. on the, on the shot I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you know, I wasn't even thinking about stop animation or doing something like that. Mm-hmm. I, what I was wanting to do is just catch a single snapshot of the creamer pouring into the coffee. Yeah. And literally I just fired off you know, it was over 30 shots in a row and it was great to have the, the Einstein lights. That oh yeah. Was, I forgot you got, that yeah. you have your Sony so you can do that. I was yeah. like, how did so you do that? Brian? I was just firing them off. And literally when I went to look at them, mm-hmm. I just rolled the dial and it, and it was like, that's how, you know, that's what I want to do with it. It's yes. like a stop animation. I, I had to, you know, that was not my intention at all, but uh, just, just reviewing them mm-hmm. in the camera. I'm like, that's what I want to do. Um, I very much do the same thing with my Sony also. Like when I burst the pictures, I like just like sitting there in the camera and like rolling the dial real quick to like, it's almost like doing the little, if I had a little piece of paper, like a, you know, the post-it notes and flipping it, that's what I feel like I'm doing on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. Um, Buff retweeted it and gave me a shout out. I thought that was pretty cool, but. But yeah, that was, that's been about it um, for me. Um, I will point out that's one of the things that I love about Buff Einstein is the fact that they so, I don't know how to explain it, but they very are, they're very involved in, um, you know, photographers using their equipment on social media. I mean, literally I don't even own any of them. And I took a picture with your Einsteins and they like, you know, uh, liked my picture and commented on it or whatever and messaged me and stuff like that. So yeah, very engaged, very Mm -hmm. engaged. Um, and even going down there when we were in Nashville, Andrea and I went in there and, yeah. and visited and just, it was like welcoming. They took us back, you know, didn't take us back into the kind of quote unquote factory area mm-hmm. where they build stuff, but took us into their small studio and just spent, you know, 20, 25 minutes with us. And, right. You know, so I think that goes a long way and that's what, you know, that is what they're, they're known for. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people really brag on their customer service. And so I'll put a link to Paul C. Buff 
in the description of the podcast. Yes. And maybe uh, they'll share the podcast, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. Maybe they'll even listen to our podcast. <laughs> We're talking about palsy fomites. Right, right. And we got a lighting workshop coming up Saturday. That's exciting. True. Using so, y'all's lights, if you're listening, y'all, y'all. So y'all. Um, yeah, we're gonna. That's gonna be cool. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever turnout we have is is gonna be awesome. So we'll, I'm sure we'll post about it, pictures, yep. blog. I'm sure I'll blog about it, and um, and uh, could vlog about it. Um, video is something I want to, you know, probably incorporate, you know, um, I know you and Ken will be in more of the presentation mode. So I'm thinking about maybe I'll just, you know, shoot, um, some video and, and maybe do like a little behind the scenes yes. kind of thing. So that's going to be cool. We'll keep everybody posted on that. Yep. I'm always down to film some behind the scenes as well too, while you speak, even though, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, I can. Absolutely. Yeah. Any shot I mean, that I can you get. And I, we get, we get plenty of footage to throw something together. Mm-hmm. So, um, so resources is, was our topic today. What yes. does that mean? Resources, whether that be, you need to get a stock image, you, mm-hmm. you're looking for a music file for a video, et cetera, a texture file, anything, um, whatever you're trying to edit titles, templates, titles, templates. And you <clears> and I <throat> kind of got onto this because as you wrapped up the wedding video, <clears throat> yep. you just finished editing, you know, we were looking for that, you know, that, um, text template mm-hmm. to kind of overlay over top the video. And, um, we got on to our first one we're going to talk about is Envato market. So I'm not sure anyone who's listening, if you've, um, got onto their website, but I suggest I'll put the description of all these resources in, into the podcast, but Envato yes. market, which what I like about Envato market in some ways is the fact that, you know, it's a pretty, pretty big website and mm-hmm. they have thousands, you know, upon thousands of, of files that you can, yeah, everything from website themes to video, audio, graphics, this photos. This is not a sponsored video. No, okay. It's not a sponsored video. <laughs> I said video. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, uh, reciprocated with, with uh, video as well. So we're just, uh, we'll just mimic each other the rest of the <laughs> rest of the broadcast. But so yeah, Envato Market, Anything you want. I started with them, and I, how I, I really don't know how I probably read a blog and it led yeah. me to them, is I was originally buying royalty-free music from okay. Envato. And, uh, you know, you can find stuff anywhere from a dollar to $20 for a song, typically mm-hmm. a buck. It's either somebody trying to really just offload or, you know, sell something that's been out there for a while, or it might be like a little 30-second, 45-second yeah. clip, which could work in video. Um, they really do have a vast variety and like w- options for whatever. I literally feel like you could probably buy anything and everything on there from motion graphics to templates to photos to audio, fonts, sound bites, etc. But also the price points do vary. It's not like everything's super expensive, or everything's super cheap. Like it very much does differentiate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is good. There's lots of options. Cause I mean, just cause something is cheap doesn't mean it, it's bad. I mean, I found plenty of really, really well-priced things on there right. that were absolutely amazing, if not better than some of the stuff that was priced more. Sure. So yeah. Yeah. you just really have to – big thing is knowing what you're looking for because they're – with a resource and a tool like that, because there is so much, you – it's almost like – it almost can be too much if you don't know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. And I know when I was um, – well, one other thing I just thought of that I want to throw out there is mm-hmm. – Definitely, it's worth signing up for the newsletter. And yeah. It comes out once a month, 
And out of all those categories, photo, music, um, they actually have code. If you're into your own, oh, yeah, your own code for yeah. websites, they send out a, um, a monthly newsletter for free files. And, and I've told you, typically I download two or three mm-hmm. free files and just throw them in, in my little toolbox of, yes. of files. And um, so I, I definitely suggest that you sign up for the newsletter there. You know, speaking of royalty-free music, something I... I use and we what we both use is Artlist. Yes. And there's other ones out there, Epic's, you know, Epic Sound and some other music royalty free music subscription sites. But um, I chose Artlist and I have not been disappointed with Artlist at all. Um, I think it's reasonably priced. That is if you you know, if you're in the, the business of needing royalty free music. Yeah. It's two hundred dollars a year and um, you know, they're constantly, you know, adding new artists, adding new songs. And um, I've just found that it's 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 very um, very easy to use the website. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, yeah. Out of all the good. ones that I've used, that one I have found to be the easiest to navigate. Mm-hmm. One just like to comment on visually appealing. I do I do like it a lot. Yeah. Just how the site looks, but searching, finding songs. You know, you, they have generic kind of categories that are probably their most popular used ones is probably why they're up there, but like cinematic songs or, you know, whatever you need to look for B roll, you know, then like you can also add like other filters, like, Oh, I need this B roll for like an educational video. Right. You know, and you can categorize and do all that stuff, which is, which is really cool. So, and I'm sure also with the people who put their music on there, I'm sure they probably have to, give some sort of description like that to that source so that they can, people can better find their music for what it, they may be thinking it's intended for. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the art list is, I'll put that link in the description, you know, yes. again, for cinematographers, um, mm-hmm. that is, uh, I think it's a great resource and, you know, it's another thing too. A lot of times we, we look at some of these things and we say, man, it's $200, you know, and you know, I'll be honest with you, I'll be, Truthfully honest, I did the same thing. I'm like, am I really gonna pay two hundred dollars a year yeah. for for music? And and really at the time I made the decision, I really wasn't doing a whole lot of video. And honestly, I'm not doing a whole lot of video, much more video currently. Right. Um, it's still in my future and my goals. But, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, if you went out, if you were a cinematographer mm-hmm. and you were actually marketing yourself, you yeah, know, you could do one video for a client and pay for it's paid for the year, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, you know, if you're not going out getting work, then going out and getting subscriptions to a bunch of different sites and paying, you know, three, four, $500 a year for stuff that, that, um, you're not using to actually fulfill a a client job. Right. You know, probably doesn't make any sense. You know, it's kind of like the Adobe subscription, you know, um, who really likes to pay $59, 60 bucks a month for the full plan? Is it really that much? Yeah, it's like in the 50s. Um, I was trying to, while you were talking, I was trying to think how much it was a month because yeah. I was going to mention like I pay for all the apps every single month. Yeah. And I was trying to think based off of the just a handful that I can count on my hand of jobs I've actually got paid for video to do this year and utilize that, I'm pretty sure I've already... Yeah. Like I've already paid for it, yeah, yeah. easily, yeah. Definitely. So and all all that stuff, like even though Artlist is two hundred dollars a year, it is a monthly payment. Like all of them are monthly payments. Right. So if you wanted to try it out for one month, I say it's well worth it to pay. You know what is it? Probably twenty bucks. 
24 bucks, right. you know, so yeah. well worth it to give it a try. And the nice thing about Artlist is I think when you make an account for it, you get your first five songs free, mm-hmm. which is nice to kind of get your feet wet, kind of figure out, you know, how to use Artlist, what it's about and how to find music. Then you get five free royalty. Re- like you can use them how you would if you were paying. Sure. Um, but then also if you have an account on there, even if you don't pay, you can download any of their songs but um, it'll play like I think every 20 seconds or whatever. And it'll be like art list IO or whatever. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That little voice that's in there. So you can't yeah. use the whole song. It's like an audio watermark. Yes. Yes. That's what yeah. it is. Which yeah. I'm just saying you could technically, if you only wanted to use it for like 20 seconds, yeah. you could take that snippet out of there and be good. But it is a lower resolution file as well, too. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So art list is cool. Um, Envato market. Yes. Third one that I wanted to just kind of throw out there is Creative Live. And uh, I've used it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, There's multiple things. I think Masterclass is also out there. It's similar. Um, Kelby One is another resource that has um, classes and tutorials that you can purchase. Or you can subscribe yearly and, you know, get free access to Mm -hmm. all the videos and classes. And And I did that the first year I was in photography with Kelby One. And what a great resource. But Creative Live, I've purchased probably, you know, 10 to 15 classes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're like anybody else. Once a month, they run a sale, you know, a $79 or $99. Um, they have even classes that are $179. They'll run at $19.99, especially during Christmas. I think leading yeah. up to the holidays, any of these yes. sites begin to run specials. And if you're really considering any of it, you know, now's the time to start you know, kind of watching out, mm-hmm. um, subscribe to the newsletter. So creative live, if you've not checked it out, um, I highly suggest it. I mean, they have classes from, they have business classes, marketing classes, photo and video, art and media, yeah. you know, graphics design, you know, they kind of cover the gamut, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like most everybody else does. Right. But, um, and also speaking of just purely video and photo related stuff, presets and LUTs, I mean, I don't know if I've seen that on Envato yet. I haven't really, really looked for that either. Right. But I mean, a lot of videographers and uh, photographers sell their own LUTs and presets after, feel like after you get to a certain point, you've kind of nailed your style. Then you kind of sell your style yes. to a certain extent. Right. Because that is the one thing with presets and LUTs is when I say you should go out and buy other people's presets and LUTs. I don't mean just like apply it on the photo and do nothing. Like right. you still have to do stuff because as much as they'll show you the before and after they made that preset for that picture, basically. Yes. Like that was that edit for that picture. So that's why it looks perfect. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like crap possibly on your picture. Yeah. I mean, I personally have bought some people's uh, presets and I, I do use them uh, pretty often, but most of the time I, find them there's just it's just a starting point like i'll apply the preset that i think i like the most and works best with that picture the exposure and all that stuff and then i'll go in and basically kind of add my style as well yeah sure i you know i purchase presets i look at them as um learning tools i have bought actually some photoshop files from some more composite artists that I used to follow quite mm-hmm. a lot. And I bought the file literally just to basically 
not reverse engineer it, but just yeah. look into it and look through all their layers and right. try to understand, okay, I, I like that color palette or I like how they do their shadows or mm-hmm. I like, you know, how are they doing it? Right. Are they using levels? Are they using curves? Are they using selective color? So I look at presets as if there's a certain color pal- palette of an artist you like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes for the 20, 30 bucks, it's worth buying the presets. So you kind of get an idea, how are they really right adjusting the hsl sliders how you know versus mm-hmm. not make it yours right because we're not duplicating someone else yeah be our own self but sometimes i use them as those kind of tools like yes okay i like that look but for some reason i can't move the sliders to achieve right it. i'm gonna buy the preset and see what i'm right. missing you know so and also there's nothing wrong with copying someone to learn mm-hmm. and honestly i think it's probably best to copy someone to learn right really um, I, I mean, we even talked about it when I was in school, like basically they were just like straight up, like copy this. Like, I mean, if you think about it with anything in school, you are copying Absolutely. that yeah. to learn. Right. So. Yeah. Well, there's no unique artist. Yes. Even the people that inspire us today. I'm not special. No, I'm just have copied, you know, four or five, <laughs> six peoples in, mm-hmm. you know, then become themselves. But they started out by right. being influenced by somebody and it's very natural to copy th- things yes from people you're being inspired you know um, think about trends yes i mean even though all the you know even though peter's you know super i would say he's pretty unique in his own way but at the same time trends are still trends and you know sometimes you hop on those so you are copying yeah yeah you know yeah so Back to, um, you know, we kind of covered uh, Creative Live very briefly. Um, you know, and that's some of these things you just got to get out there and, and hit the link and check it and out. dig in and, and check it out yourself. But there was one other one I wanted to cover, and that is Canva, which I think is kind of new, sort of new to you. I'm trying to remember what Canva uh, is. You did the um, workshop graphic in Canva. Oh, yeah. And, I remember uh, now. A lot of people use Canva now. Where I had stumbled on it, and in the blogging world, mm. it it's used quite a bit. Yeah. And um, it's another good resource if you just need a quick graphic. It's awesome. Uh, it is. It is really awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, I pretty much use that almost, you know, 75 to 90% of the time for mm-hmm. any of my blog posts. You know, I just go out there and, and create a graphic, you know, right. if you want to do infographics. But, um, and again, doesn't really maybe necessarily support the photographer unless mm-hmm. you had some, you know, kind of image that you wanted to to use, but, uh, or use your own image and overlay yeah. text. And there's many apps on your phone and, and things you could do. So it's, it's probably more catered to the blogging world or if mm-hmm. you're posting in a group yeah. Or on your Facebook page and you need a tool where you can get access to multiple fonts yeah. and, you know, uh, clips and, and, and text files and graphics. Um, Canva.com is free. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's a pretty cool tool. There's a lot of great free resources out there. And the obvious one is YouTube. Yes. Wonderful resource. I've been using that for a lot of things, not just photography and video. There was one time I had to change a headlight on yep. my truck, my mom's truck. No freaking clue how to change the headlight. Like, even just looking at it, um, if anybody's ever changed a headlight on a Dodge Ram, third generation, honestly, they make it impossible, I feel like. Yeah. They put a, a bolt in a spot to where you can't 
you can't like get it like straight on. You have to like go at an angle and you have to reach your arm underneath the stuff and around things. And it's like, you have to be really small. Also, like my dad's arms were too big. Right. I had to do it and I can't see the bolt. I just have to feel for it. Yep. And like, honestly, like after watching the video, I thought it was a prank. Like I thought the guy was just joking that there was a bolt there. And I'm like, I I guess it's there. I don't know. I just had to feel. (laughs) It was the most frustrating thing that I've probably ever done. Yeah. Trying to find something that I could not see, but I had to get it off to take the headlight out. Yeah. Just to change the light bulb. Yeah. Challenges. What's a day without challenges? I tell you. All the time. I've noticed as I've gotten older is that there's a lot of things out there that companies make intentionally, I feel like, difficult. So you have to go like pay for someone else to do it, like a professional. You probably Which, some of that. From a business standpoint, it's really smart. But from my standpoint, it really pisses me off because yeah. I'm like, I just want to do it myself. <laughs> well, cool. Um, anything else besides YouTube? We've, uh, besides my rant there about changing the headlights. about the, the headlight. <laughs> so, um, this podcast? Podcast, absolutely. Just this podcast. Don't listen to anybody else. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just us. Just us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I think... Um, Again, Envato Market, uh, Creative Live, Canva. We talked about Artlist, yes. YouTube. There's um, a couple um, other audio ones out there. Um, I just cannot remember the name of them for the life of me. Um, Peter McKinnon, I forget which one he, he uses. He uses Epic Sound. Epic Sound, that's what that is. Yes. And there's another one out there that uh, one of my friends who does cinematography professionally, he uses it, but um, I mean, really, there's just so many. If you probably just look up um, mu- royalty free music service. I'm sure multiple things will come up that are really great. Yeah. But that's, that's the one thing It's like, there's so many free resources out there. It's not that anybody's stupid, but it's almost stupid to not like at least check them out yeah. or like yeah. use them, mm-hmm. which I am very much guilty of this because right. especially with the Envato thing, yeah. it, but it is hard to like, y- you almost feel like you're using someone else's stuff. Like, in a bad way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. so, well, it's a nature that we all want to do it for ourselves. We all want right. to create it. And then there's certain things where, you know, you have to get over that hump. It's just like, you know, could we have went into Photoshop or, or illustrator and yeah. clunked around or made a, a text file and then tried to figure out how to animate mm-hmm. it in after effects and, yes. or, or you spend $24 and you, you've got, you know, nine or 10 options in that package. Yes. I think we got 20 different, uh, templates and then 150 different elements and probably like 20 fonts for $24. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you just spent more in your time trying to recreate it. You know, sometimes we have to understand what our strengths are. Right. And, And, um, but when you were just talking, it made me think that, you know, this podcast and what we're talking about, hopefully, if anything comes out of it, we've given someone a resource they didn't hear about right. that they might check out. Because, again, to your point, if you're into photography and you're into video or graphic, you know, or any of that, yeah, you've spent time Googling, you've read something that's led you to a, a site that you're now using. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not talking about any sites that aren't already being used by millions of people. Right. However, We do, I think it is also human nature to get kind of the blinders on and we get a couple sites that we're comfortable with and we Mm -hmm. begin to use and we quit looking outside the box. Yes. And there might be something else out there. So, you know, hopefully this podcast 
maybe gave somebody uh, a link outside their box right. that they're working in that maybe maybe there's something there. Because um, I'm the same way. I can mm-hmm. get focused on using just what I'm talking about today. Right. And there's something out there that that might provide me something additional, might pro- provide me something cheaper mm-hmm. or cost effective. Yeah, so, I was going to say that also to the point of all these free resources and, well, even ones that aren't free, but there's still great resource within Vado and buying that. You know, you pointed out that it would take time, but also take consideration that, you know, like that's also money, you know. Yes. So you have to look at it as, you know, maybe you do want to look like, you know, you I personally with using this example with the wedding video and the, the title for the intro, the intro, I know that's now something I want to try to learn a little bit of the basics. But right now is not the time Correct. to learn the basics yes. and then also lose time and money to figure that out, you know, and realize that, hey. It's okay. I don't know how to do this, but there's this option and right. it's probably better than what I would have done anyway at this time, you know, because I don't know it. So there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Well, cool. Well, we're going to wrap this podcast up unless yes. you got anything else to add to that. Um, One website I just thought of, right. defont.com. Yes. Yes. I completely I use it forgot quite about a bit. That is an awesome. Um, that one has for everybody. If you have not used that, it does have a lot of free fonts. Well, you can download, so you can download all the fonts, but you have to read and be careful because some of the fonts say only for personal use. Now you can filter out those, and it can be ones that you can use for whatever you want. But Correct. it's something that my professor showed me in school, so yeah. you know it didn't matter to me what font I use because it was just for my project. Yeah. But and that is da font. Da font. D a f o n t. What does it sound like I said? No, I was oh. just. I was just <laughs> I thought it every time awesome. I see the link, it just the way it's spelled, it makes me think of da font. Oh, like yeah. D-U-H, yeah. duh. Yeah. So yeah. that's D a f o n t. Great resource. I use that as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. If you guys got any questions, um, shoot us a message. Reach out to us um, either via the podcast. Um, we'll have our links to our social profiles in the description, as always. Yes, and I just thought of another site actually. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Before we end this, one more thing: uh, borrowlenses.com. Yes. Yes, for anybody that wants to just rent gear. So borrow lenses, absolutely. Yeah, it's an awesome site. All right, so we're going to wrap up with borrow lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine capture create. We're on Facebook. Join our community. Um, it's growing um, um, little by little. Um, get more members. Get more interaction there. We just love for you to to join us there. And uh, next week we will be back. And we appreciate mm-hmm. everybody joining in. And we will talk to you later. See ya. Bye.